I'm Lily. I'm Lorraine. And, and we're, we're caffeinated, caffeinated on a train. train. It has been so long. It's been so long. We're back and debatably better than ever. I think we are at least as good as ever. Yeah, at least as good as ever. That's our tagline. Welcome to season three. Season three of our master's career. It's not at the podcast. We're, we're on season... I don't know what season we're on in the podcast, but this, in our master's career, we're in season three. I think we should say that we're on season three of the podcast in each... Semester is the season. Okay. But then the distribution is off. The distribution is way off. Yeah, we're playing by our own rules. We are not beheld to... Numbers, chronology... Temporality. Yeah. That's all. Capitalist construct. Exactly. I I I do know a thing or two about that. How do you know a thing or two about that? Well, it so happens that I I wrote a paper and presented it. If you remember, if you're on episode nine, then you would know... Hopefully, unless you're starting now, you're just... In which case, welcome. Hey. <laughs> you know, you're joining our, our fan base of all eight listeners. Fourteen. No, we had fourteen listeners. We definitely had that. Fourteen two. listens. Like no, no. Different. <laughs> no, no, we had like 200 <laughs> listens. We had 200 listens? We had oh a lot of listens. You know, I do get, I get told a lot about the podcast. Like, people tell me that I have a podcast, and I'm like, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> Little me. <laughs> Yeah, so we're on season three, yeah. if you can imagine that. Um, episode nine of season three. <laughs> episode one of season three. Episode nine. Overall. Overall. And um, this, is, this is a big and exciting season change. Yeah, it's a big and exciting season change for both of us. I've started a different program and essentially started over my master's degree. And Lorraine... Lorraine has finished taking all of the courses that she needs... And so right now I'm writing my master's thesis and also doing a lot of, of extra things to keep myself busy because of you course. Know, if I was just writing my master's thesis, I would probably be bored. Yeah, naturally. It would have been done by now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sign up for our Ten. Patreon <laughs> to join Lorraine's 10-day thesis masterclass. Live cam. <laughs> live cam. I'll be operating the live cam. I'll see you there. <laughs> So that's what we've been up to. Lorraine, what have been some of the things that you've been doing? What are these extra things? Well, I'm taking one course, one just regular English studies course. It's on the Man Booker Prize. Um, And it's a a very heavy reading list, and a lot of the people in our program are in it. And I'm using it just as something that is intellectually stimulating and different from what I'm researching for my thesis, and also an opportunity to see the people in our program. Yeah, smart and connect, and be on campus, and just kind of check in with... Yeah, that's great. It's really mm-hmm. smart. I think that's a good idea. Uh, I'm also, I'm continuing to work at the examination office at the Hurdy School. We are now no longer the Hurdy School of Governance. We had a corporate rebrand, and our <laughs> new name is the Hurdy School, colon, Berlin's University of Governance. Of course. Also, we have a new corporate font. Uh, Did you, I hope that you were somehow you stuck into the board meeting when I tried to promote Sans Serif. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Sans Serif. Is it a Sans Serif? It's so Sans Serif. No, the, are you serious? Yeah, yes. It's so Sans Serif that the little U doesn't have a tail. It's Whoa. just It's just a Whoa. loop. That's, I mean, you just go on their webpage and it's actually just blessed. Just <laughs> <laughs> I replaced it with We're like trying blast. to find. <laughs> important information but it's just blast are you saying blast isn't important information i am saying that you know i i will i'll say i spent a long time 
reading blast. And so I think I at least deserve to be able to say it's not important information. That's a spicy cake. Deeply disturbing at times. Don't recommend doing it for too long at one sitting or else. Remember when my computer like rejected blast? I had spent one time I really, I, I sat down. I didn't get up off my sofa for like eight hours reading blast. That was very intense. I can't imagine that I did that or that I'm saying that I did that. And then I tried to close it out and press and, and save, save all my work, all my annotations and my computer was just like, don't you ever do this to me again. This happened to you the day that we recorded the first episode of the podcast. Did it? Oh my god. You came over to my place. Deeply distressed. Deeply distressed. I had made brownies. Yeah. And you were on my couch trying to figure out if there was a way to... Recover it. And there then they wanted me to try to pay like 70 euros and we mutually, unilaterally decided... Blast was not, not worth seventy euros because there's there's nothing important being said in Blast. But that story had a happy ending because this is you true. got a one on that. I got paper. a one on that paper just as well. In spite, so, in spite of your computer's best efforts to thwart. You know, you know. Funny thing about that computer is that um, I went through a series of malfunctions that ultimately required me to get rid of that computer. And I'm not, say, I'm not saying that it didn't start with Blast, but I'm not not saying that it didn't start with Blast. So on your new computer, be very careful about how long you have Blast, Blast open. open. That goes for all of our listeners. This is good advice. It's good advice for your health. It's this, for your health. This is the kind of hard-hitting advice you expect from caffeinated ometry. Yeah, we've honed our skills, our, our, uh, <laughs> our advice-giving skills, our advisory skills. This is what we do. This is what we do. Take our advice, listen to us, and you'll surely have success in all of your endeavors. Subscribe, rate us on the podcast platform of your choice, and... Pay, pay us money. Pay us money. <laughs> and success is guaranteed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Ten, ten day thesis writing, you'll get a one. I mean, guaranteed. I can't promise that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have a thesis. That's all. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am. Um, I am almost done my thesis introduction. Nice, nice. What, how, what has gone into the process of writing a thesis introduction? Well, that's a great question, and in fact, that is a lot, a large part of what I want to talk about. On Beautiful. Today's Excellent. episode. So shall Excellent. we just we're gonna dive right in? Right into the meat. Usually we ramble. We ramble incoherently for the first twenty-five minutes or so. And I'm not saying <laughs> that none of the rest of this episode will we'll be, be incoherent ramble, but but. I'm not not saying that it won't be. We're doing triple. We're triple. Season three, triple negative. Ah. Uh, That's, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, you may recall, dear listener, uh, because I've talked about it a couple of times, that I'm doing my thesis on the late 19th century Anglo-Jewish author Israel Tangville and his book Children of the Ghetto. Um, and so my first step was that I read Children of the Ghetto. Uh, which I, I believe that a couple of times when in the segment of our podcast where we talk about what we were reading, yes. I said that I was reading that. Uh, I finished it like two weeks ago. I had a long, long down period uh, mm. in sort of the middle of the second half. Um, but I got through eventually. Uh, and I, I do recommend it. I think it is a very good book. 
Um, especially the part where he stops dead to just tell a bunch of jokes. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. That's yes. that's always an appeal. I, I think I told. I think I told one. Of the, I think you did tell one of the jokes yes. right on, here on the pod. Right here on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> right Season on, three. I'm just trying, trying new, new, new things. Um, so listen to all our back episodes to find Catch out what up. my favorite yeah. joke. It's it involves peacocks. Yeah, that's all you need to know. No, no, they also need to listen to No, I mean, that's all you need to know to start listening to all nine, all the eight episodes that you haven't heard yet. About ten hours of content (laughs) for that joke. That's all, that's all it takes. Um, so in addition to reading that, I was doing quite a bit of secondary reading about, um, sort of the cultural situation of Jewish communities in the late 19th century in England, uh, including reading an entire monograph entitled The 19th Century Anglo-Jewish Novel, which was a very boring academic book. I have to say, I would concur it, on how that sounds. It doesn't even have a colon in the title. Yeah, it's old news. As it was also written in the 80s, and it's a little funny to, to read something that's written a little longer ago mm-hmm. it's interesting now the 80s are that yeah yeah we're like, like it was written in the 80s i like get that a lot years ago. yeah it was so it was funny reading it and reading how many just value judgments the author made she was just like constantly like oh, this book wasn't very good <laughs> and i'm like okay m- mood but also yeah maybe let me figure that out very valid uh she she thought that israel tangle was the only good late Victorian Jewish author, which I don't really know how to feel about. Yeah, that's that's a big take. It's a big take. It's, it is a spicy take yeah. from Linda Zatlin in Linda. 90... Linda. Linda from 1981. 1981, that's really quite a long time ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, like it's about that case, you need to reopen that case and show her what's what. I think so. Except I don't want to read all the rest of the novels. She said they were bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess we're done. Yeah. Um, case closed. I, I think the, the most exciting thing about writing the introduction is that when I started, I didn't really know my thesis statement or right. focus in any yeah. So, I was doing this thing where I just sort of like wrote all my ideas in a kind of stream of consciousness way Mm -hmm. and then I went back and read it over and took out all the parts that sounded boring uh and organized it it sounds like a really fun fun thesis so far just stream of consciousness take out what's boring just send in the rest (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know I'm pretty sure I'm done it's pretty yeah (laughs) Postmodern review. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you'll be doing in the 10th day thesis writing course. You won't be sleeping. You're <laughs> Lorraine is going to be standing there with a, a whip <laughs> as you write down everything that comes to mind and then take out all the boring parts and then you'll have several thousand words to hand in for for A grade. <laughs> for a grade. A grade of some, some number. number. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... That's about the status. I've now sent it off to a friend for a second look. Okay. Um, and this weekend, I'm going to send it to my supervisor. Great. Great. Yeah, good Good work. How long is an introduction of a thesis? Um, mine's sitting right now around two and a half thousand words. Okay. And it's got a lot of places where I have brackets and then, like, add a quote about X. 
mm. here. So it'll probably be a bit longer. Yeah, I would right. say so. But then it also might shorten up if I decide that one of the things I have in it is boring and I move it somewhere else. I like it. I, I like that this is a um, important criteria, actually. Like, not boring. Truly. <laughs> True. Let's have more of that, you know, in academia. Let's have more of that. Truly, yes. Yeah. I have now read a decent number of, of articles, um, and I can say that all of the best ones are not boring. This is very, very true, honestly. Mm-hmm. To write an academic, it's like, it's like this. A, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle isn't a square. Bear with me. <laughs> I'm bearing. <barren. laughs> not all, or all academic write articles. <laughs> They, they don't all have to be boring, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> to be an academic write article, here's where it is. To be an academic write article, I don't know why you can't even say this properly. To be an academic article, you don't have to be boring. That's not a, an actual criteria. And I do think, genuinely, a lot of writing that people do in academia isn't very good. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a certain almost culture around academic writing being a certain way. That is not necessary, and I think that, like the the Judith Butlers of the of the world, like Judith, you've done great work, but we don't all need to write like you. It would be better if we didn't all try. But I do think that, and I think I was even guilty of that in my younger days of of reading things and wanting to think like thinking that's how you write an academic paper, like that's how you should try to strive to sound. Mm-hmm. And I think you reach a point where you read enough of them and you say like, no. I, because I, I used to have a problem where I would feel like um, I just like if I couldn't understand what was being said or I wasn't as engaged as I felt I should be then it was like my problem. Mm-hmm. Like I just wasn't like smart enough to gather what was going on and I've surpassed that those days. But that's my, my hot take on your thesis introduction. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good and hot take. You Thank know, you. I actually I read an article recently that was a defense of bad academic writing. Okay. Which I find just a fascinating concept for an article. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, I mean, what, how, what was their defense? Well, I think part of it was that um, a lot of the recommendations that are made about making academic writing less bad are actually not very good recommendations, mm. which I think is not unfair. Uh, for example, one recommendation that um, one well-known book about academic writing said to make academic writing less bad is to use more concrete language as opposed to abstractions. And I think that there are situations in which that's good advice, but it's not necessarily useful advice across the board. You can use concrete examples, but it's not necessarily easier to understand something just because it has concrete nouns in the sentence. Yeah, which actually makes me think of something that you said about, like, the normative um, in self-help books. This mm-hmm. is, like, another story, but, like, similarly, um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of space to really question the very structures of some of the ways that we um, conduct um, processes of gaining knowledge. And one of them, I think, is could be this, like, the kind of examples or way that you try, that it's become normalized to explain mm-hmm. something isn't necessarily the only way. I think that this just really does happen, that we get so indoctrinated in a certain way of thinking, in a certain way of deducing, in a certain way of of trying to explain then to others what we've found, and I think that we shouldn't feel... It's like they also say in writing, that you reach a point where you learn all the rules so that you can break them. Mm -hmm. 
and I think this should apply to academia too. Like we we should strive to be willing to do something a different way or a better way if we come across one, and always be seeking them. You know, and never settle just because this is what people have done before. Mm -hmm. And but I do think that the most important thing in academic writing is: does this writing serve the purpose of communicating my idea to my reader? And if it doesn't, then your academic writing is bad. Yeah. If if you need to have very complex, theoretical, abstract, metaphorical language in order to communicate your idea because your idea is about something abstract and metaphorical, okay. But if your idea doesn't need that and all of that gets in the way, then that's not yes that's not what we're after and i think on that note we should be very um conservative about the use of those other things we should really take a long hard look at ourselves in the mirror Mm -hmm. (laughs) and try (laughs) talk if you need to talk right right to your reflection you need to write on your mirror with lipstick yeah (laughs) whatever it is that you need to do to really get to the heart of whether or not you need to use those theoretical terms and that jargon. Mm-hmm. And as the point is here that there are times where it could be that you do, yes. but there are many, many times where you don't. Because a big, and this kind of segues into something that I'm more and more concerned about in academia and feel more and more passionate about from my own personal experiences as well as um, maybe due to some of the things that I'm interested in trying to engage with in my academic work is not gatekeeping people and trying to make what I write accessible and translatable to people that are not just in my sphere, whether that's academics and other disciplines, or for me to convey my research and communicate my research beyond academia, because I I, I sense that's going to be important to me in whatever kind of career I take from my, my, my graduate studies. And I think it just doesn't have to be that it's so, and I think it's, it's better for the sake of it to be easy to understand and accessible to people mm-hmm. just for the sake of also good writing and making it parsimonious like even for nothing else mm-hmm. and I think this is especially important for academics who are interested in reaching out into the public sphere and connecting with people who aren't academics to understand that the academic language the codes that we use and learn inside academia don't necessarily translate and you if If you are trying to engage in the quote-unquote real world, you have to be prepared to use other codes. Yes, yes. And and, in other words, what we want you to do, all of you out there, you aspiring academics, is to write a stream of consciousness, delete all the boring parts, (laughs) and send it right off to... Well, it doesn't matter for me because I'm not writing for the yeah, outside world. I am, I am writing for my pure hedonistic enjoyment. Yes, yes, and that's also valid. Yes. So, do, do you want to know? Do you want to know the best piece of genuine yes. writing advice that I've ever gotten? Yes. This is a piece of writing advice from a professor back in Canada, Jeff Lindsay. Shout out to Jeff Lindsay. This is this is genuinely such a good description of how to write in a way that is easy to follow. Mm -hmm. Every sentence should start with something the reader knows and move to what they don't know. Mm. Every sentence should move from the known to the unknown. Mm. I really like that. Yes. 
it's, you know, you can, you can play with it. You have a lot of space within that framework, but it's simple. It's clear. Yes. That's how you lead people to information. Mm. It's like a wise, like a wise, what am I thinking of? Like a monk. A cone. You know? (laughs) K-O-A-N. To know why we're laughing, you'll just have to sign up for our Patreon. To watch the video version. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patreon, coming at you. Yes. Stay tuned. Do stay tuned. Soon, Soon. you will be able to sign up for our Patreon. You really will. You won't. Not just... You can take all of our our promises and and ideas from the first ten episodes and then expect them on that Patreon. We're going to have to... We're going to have to go back and listen through all ten episodes. Yeah, we're going to have to edit every episode so that one of us has edited it out. <laughs> that was one of them. That's one of the Patreon Definitely. Definitely. That's, yeah, that's the obvious one. That's one of our most famous, most popular options. Oh, I think, I think the most famous is Lorraine's 10 Day Of course. Writing. I mean, of, yeah. course, of course, of course. But the second is definitely the one without Lorraine. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just something in there for everybody, you know? For everyone. For every everyone's, t- I don't want to say. <laughs> I'm not trying to kink shame anyone, but I spend a lot of time with Lorraine because now I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm concerned about kink shaming people. You should be. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, it's a good. You, you've been a positive influence. You know, I've I've learned to watch it when it comes to kink shaming people. Thank you. Thank so, you. So that podcast. This is a sex positive podcast. This is a sex. Genuinely. I just want to say right now, if you're sex negative, get the put a bleep here. Get the out of here. <laughs> Unless, of course, being sex negative is your kink, in which case... Which case, we'll, we'll allow it. We'll let it slide. But another podcast option, I mean, another Patreon option, it's one of the lower levels, is that you get the unedited version. Oh, I don't think I have the unedited version I mean, saved. I mean, oh no. <laughs> the alt version. It's just me trying to scramble to remember what was being bleeped out <laughs> and then speak over the bleep. <laughs> ah, yeah, we could definitely we could definitely do it so that we go back and remember what was said and then we edit the bleep out and put in a new audio track. A new that, audio track. That's us Guessing. doing our best. Yeah. Doing our best to guess what, what we said. said. Yeah, that's that's a that's a low Patreon. You can get that one for merely ten euros a month. <laughs> this is a that's, bargain. Yeah, that should you should all oh, this should fit most budgets and most people listening to this podcast. Yeah, I do. Th- this is actually going to be challenging because there are some places where I put in bleeps when we didn't actually say, say anything. anything. Well, that's even more fun because then they they're really getting something extra because <laughs> there wasn't anything there before and now there is. And now there will be. We'll just yeah. fill that in with Let's, who knows what, whatever comes right to our mind. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up for the next Patreon level and know what Lorraine just, the expression Lorraine just made at me. <laughs> the rest of you, will just, you'll never know. That's something you're going to have to live with. Um, all of our loyal followers, seriously, people have been listening at this point to at min 10, 10 hours of us talking. Yes. They've done that. We are very proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> if you've made it this far. You made it this far. If you're just joining us now, which is also possible, then welcome. It is season three. It is season three. Podcasts. We're really starting off season three on a good focus. Note. I would say so. <laughs> do you know? Do you know, dear listener? I made us a content calendar. I did not know this. You did. I did know this. <laughs> I did. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I deserve that. I deserve that. Um, yes, I do remember that now. I think it was in the midst of a uh, 
about me having some kind of moments yes. that I did not um, did not fully. But I I will listen, watch, read that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was also made in what I would absolutely describe as a manic episode of mine. Right. So we were having highs and lows right mm-hmm. there. That's we were canceling each other right out in the form of a content calendar that now exists on the Google Drive, which mm-hmm. I have not seen yet. I, I but will see very soon. Very extremely soon. Can we can we tease the content calendar? Oh we can do a content calendar tease. Okay, okay, let me get the content calendar. Lily, entertain them with your with my um, my wiles. Yes. Well I will tell you, dear listener, that it's Thursday night and I've successfully completed my fourth session I'm confused because it's the third week but the fourth session I guess because I don't know but I'm I'm pretty tired now so I'm um, I'm not it it can go either way you know I could be I could be better to listen to or worse to listen to my jokes might be better but they might be worse unfortunately you've now run out of time (laughs) yeah that was see that's uh, I that was the risk I was willing to take um so some of the things that I have put in our content calendar. Yes. Which we may or may it's not. It's teaser for me too, might I emphasize. Yes. So we're going to get live reactions. This is like a like a Lily reacts to... Live like, react. Yes. Ah, okay. What am I reacting to? I'm a little bit scared. Knowing that it could be numerous different things that you're just going to subject me to and then make me react. It's just a content calendar, Lily. <laughs> I'm not here to think shame you. I know you're not. So... Lord knows, you've had enough opportunities. I, yeah, if I was going to king shame you, I would have done it by now. So, the first thing I have on the content calendar is welcome to the new semester, which is what we're doing right now. We are doing that right now. Welcome! It's getting meta. Yes. Um, something I would like to cover is uh, structuring CVs and applications. Mm. Yeah, this yeah, is down. We've talked uh, earlier on the podcast about some of the things we put on CVs and mm-hmm. some of our, like, psychology around CVs, yes. but I think we could do a, a more focused and um, outcome-based episode yeah. where we like give some concrete advice about. Yes. On that note, um, I'm not sure if this will fit there or not, but I'd also be interested in doing one where we share um, resources that we use to enhance our performance. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of resources do you have in mind? I'm taking notes. Well, <clears throat> I know. I think you have more than I do. But <clears throat> I know we've talked a bit about, like, a bit, and we could even probably get deeper into this, but, like, processes that we use to, you know, work our best, create our best writing work. Mm-hmm. Especially the writing process. I think um, that can be mystifying to a lot of people, for example, but um, I know that you've suggested or mentioned in passing various like blogs or podcasts or um, YouTube channels or um, social media accounts that you use mm-hmm. to gain tips and and, and like um, yeah pedagogical advice and all kinds of things. And I, I would actually even be interested in you telling me. Um, and we might as well put it on air. We might as well just start recording everything that we say and do. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I think some of it I wouldn't like to immortalize. 
But we can absolutely do that. <laughs> I just laugh camming. <laughs> That's my new. I'm, I'm the one behind the cam. I'm just camming. <laughs> Again, I don't know if I know what that means. It's not 100. It's not clear that I... <laughs> I, um, I, would love, I would love to do an episode where we really talk about our writing process. Yes. Like when we sit down with a writing project. Like what do we actually do? Yeah, from start to finish. Yeah. We talked we talked yeah. about this idea of like trying each other's writing styles. We talked about trying each other's writing styles. I think that would make great content. It would make great content actually. I, Next time we have some sort of like low stakes writing assignment. Like a writing response paper. Yes, exactly. Or an abstract for a conference we're not totally married to. Yeah, we could choose we could both choose to write an abstract to like a random con- this could be fine. Like we a random even, conference. We could sign each other up for conferences. You can pick a conference <laughs> you think I should go to and I could pick a conference and I think it's something wacky. Like it's something really random. It's something we Funny. would we would make good choices for yeah, each other. Yeah. We would get each other. Yeah, let's do that. Yes. I, I would also like, at some point on this podcast, to discuss the FU Review Journal. Yes. Of which I am the editor-in-chief. She's the editor-in-chief. Which is launching on November 23rd at The Word Berlin. Doors open at 5 p.m. Readings from our authors start at 6. How about that? Uh, what, where is that? Uh... Lincoln bio. So, the launch... Is going to be for for issue seven, which is the biggest, best. Um, we're we're printing more issues. We have been able to print on high quality recycled paper. Oh, nice! So I hope, dear listeners, some of you will be there. We'll be there. And around the time, Carrie, if you <laughs> if you go, carry a red rose, and we'll know. <laughs> Car- no, carry something yellow. Yeah, that's our that's our podcast <laughs> color. Take something from the beef out game, so we know. <laughs> yes, yes. Use code word, coat. Yeah, it's easy. This should we'll know exactly who you are. Yes, dear listener. Or you could just tell us that you came here from the podcast. Yeah, it also does work. Yeah. Um. So sometime shortly after the launch, I would love to talk on the podcast about the process of that. Yeah. And then I'm sure we can find something for you to talk about. Yeah. Sure. My original title for that block of the content calendar had been para-academic positions, mm. but it could also be something else. Para, imagine like a paramilitary. Right. So, so yeah. we're like we that, but academics. Of we course. have parades. You know, today my professor in one of my classes was like, they're a paramilitary group. They, they have uniforms. They wore their uniforms. They made an insignia. They were marching in parades. I thought of you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Of course we can have uniforms and marching parades. Yeah. And we can have an insignia. Yeah, we should have an insignia. We have, we have like, the, the coat podcast cover. True. That's our insignia. Yes. We're going to make uniforms with that on it. At least hoodies. <laughs> no, I think I think we can do without the hoodies. <laughs> Maybe Hugo Boss will design our, our podcast uniform. Can we explain about the hoodies? I think this yeah. is so funny. Yeah, I think so too. That, that, you're, that's, you're very special. You're the only one who would ever make, have that reaction. In the <laughs> Surely I am Surely not. I, I stopped and thought to myself, like, wow, I, I'm so glad I went there with Lorraine. Like, who else would have said that when, I, when we were walking through that part of the museum? <laughs> so the story, dear listener. Yeah, Kevin, this is, a good, this is a good thing you should know about. Yes. Lily and I went to the Deutsches Historische his. To the German History Museum <laughs> here in lovely Berlin. 
We went specifically <laughs> to the years 1918 through 1945. <laughs> One of the things that the German History Museum has are various uniforms in glass boxes kind of set up. Yeah. Uh, they got mannequins, this kind of deal. But they're not really, they're not they're like... They're like headless. They're, they're probably just like, really just like the hanger stand thing. But they're kind of just on like dress but forms. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. A, like a fashion designer would use. Yeah, but mannequin dress forms. Yeah, exactly. Not really. So, you know, this, this period from 1918 through 1945, this is a high time for uniforms. So there yeah, are a number, number of uniforms kicking around in that area. Including one for the German forces in Africa <laughs> during the Second World War. Towards the end of the war, too. I yeah. Know. This, I think that's an important detail. Good point. Good point. This was They weren't doing well. Yeah. Was... The... And, and the uniform is a hoodie. <laughs> it's just a hoodie. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I think about all those people that were into, were into this whole thing because of the uniforms designed by Hugo Boss. And then all they get is a, a Nazi hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> It really, truly, like, she's not exaggerating. It was a hoodie. It was a hoodie. They just slipped that in there. It was almost like they just like didn't have a uniform that time, but they they, they were in a pinch, so they were like, we could use this hoodie. Hire us, German History Museum. I'm going to send this episode to the German History Museum. Yeah, yeah. This episode was brought to you by the German History Museum. We're pretty sure that if we say that, then they have to sponsor us. Right. Let's put a jingle in. Yeah. We we also make. For free, we make them a jingle. Oh, yes. Yeah. Pardon me, boy. Is that the... German History Museum. Yes, yes. Track 29. I also want us to have a holiday episode. Of course. <laughs> Just nestled right in there between... Yes. And my idea for the holiday episode was... Jingle bells. We could do that. We'd have some jingle bells. We could have a sing-along. It's just us singing for an hour. <laughs> some of them are Christmas songs. Some of them. <laughs> some of them aren't. My idea for the holiday episode was we explain our research interests like we would explain them to bemused family members. Uh, yeah. So if we were like at a Christmas party and like our... Yeah, I like that a lot. Our like great uncle is like, so what are you what up you to? to? And you're just like... And you can't be like, well, I'm studying fascist aesthetics in yeah. Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> then you start getting funny looks, and then people, like... Slowly navigate away from you. Yeah. You're just like, I don't know. I don't even... Yeah, or me, currently, one of my interests is um, psychedelics research. Which is... <laughs> Tell my, my grandma. Right. Oh, my gosh. Have I told you the story about my grandma and my research? Yes. I like this story. Okay. It's a good story. Can I tell it on the podcast? Of course. It's a good story. So, um... I, I study Victorian porn, which is also not something that I would say at the average family dinner. Naturally. But it is the truth. It's true. Um, and I do, like, I, I post about it on Instagram is what I do. And several of my cousins follow me on Instagram. So they know Naturally. what's up. All the people of, like, my generation. Uh, and also, like, my parents. They, they know. They can't stop me. <laughs> um, but my my. The rest of my, like, more extended family, they know that I study Victorian literature, which is also true. Um, and my grandmother and my cousins were at dinner together in Halifax. And my grandmother, who also did a master's in English, said, you know, Lorraine is studying the same thing that I studied when I was in grad school. <laughs> and my, really my, my youngest cousin said, you studied Victorian porn? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what her reaction was? She said, no, Victorian poetry. <laughs> Easy mix-up, you know. And then later, when she was having a phone call with my mother, she said, Katie, dear. Do you know? Is, what, what is your daughter studying? Do you know she's studying Victorian <laughs> porn? Like, and my mom said, oh, yes. <laughs> it's like time we had a talk. Yeah. Grandma. But I think I think my grandma thought it was quite funny. Yeah, and she sounds like she took it pretty well. She did take it pretty well, So I assume. So, as far as you're, you've been told. As far as I'm aware. The story that's reached you here in Berlin is, it seems not, not half bad. It seems just fine. Yes. If you're listening to this, Grandma, hi. Hi. We, I know <laughs> you we, managed episode nine. <laughs> of caffeinated and on a train. So, <laughs> turns out this, this whole time our dear listener was just your grandma. Aww. <laughs> That'd be so cute. Yeah, it's not impossible. Yeah, that's adorable. Um, yeah, to be honest... In my case, I think mostly it's just me trying to, there'll be a, com- a conversation will come up that will be something that I know a decent amount about. And by decent, I mean like actually a lot and being humble. Mm-hmm. And no one cares that I am an academic, like doing, like that I know this from this angle. So I'm just like, I find a lot, it's a lot of me strained saying like, I study this <laughs> and the conversation just continuing. <laughs> But you know what? That doesn't negate my knowledge. So That's true. They just can continue speaking wrongly about whatever whatever the topic is. They're losing out. They're losing out. They're losing out. So, I don't really... <laughs> but it's a good idea. I like this idea. Thank you. I think it would be fun to have us do like a little role play where like I am an out of touch relative and yes. you are explaining your research to me. Of course. I think that would be fun. And then yeah. we swap. And there's just jingle bells the entire back in the background the entire time. There's like a low Christmas mix. Yeah. Over the whole podcast. Yeah. It's like there's jingle bells, there's like deck the halls. There's some like Ch- Tchaikovsky. Yeah. I do I do dear listener love Tchaikovsky. Me too. I just gotta let you know that. I you know me this well. Tchaikovsky is my favorite classical composer to yeah, listen to so while studying. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, I Great. really like him too. Um, and festive. And festive. Extremely festive. So festive. That is one festive ballet. It's the festivest. It's the most festive, easily. It's like at least twice as festive as... The nativity scene, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it was, that wasn't... They, 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 it was last minute, okay? They didn't have t- a lot of time True. to plan for that. It was kind of like our two-woman show. Yeah. It was like a ratchet performance. Yeah, we'll give him a pass. Iconic, memorable, but definitely a bit chaotic, a bit uh, poorly planned. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, you just have to give a rating on that. Significantly less theme music. Definitely less theme music, but at least some kings came. They were tra- they came because they were like, this needs a makeover. They were actually, it was actually just like one of those makeover shows where they came to the nativity but and they, they brought their silks and they, yeah, yeah you know. And their incense and just like gave gave Jesus and his family a makeover. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I remember that part from the Bible. Me too. Me too. I'm, it's in at least one of the versions of the Bible. Yeah. The, the Lily and Lorraine version. Yeah. <laughs> Our version of the Bible. Yeah, just rewrite the entire Bible. <laughs> we have you've you've heard if you're this far in you've heard some of our takes on Catholicism. 
So have they? I don't know if we've recorded those on the podcast. I don't know. They can't answer. We can only talk to them. If you are listening to this, dear listener, uh, comment on the podcast listening platform of your choice telling us whether we have told you about our takes on Catholicism and then rate us with the highest rating possible Possible. on the platform of your choice. That's the spirit. Tis this season. It's like the first week of November. It's holiday time. Yeah, I'm sure in the grocery stores they've already sold. Oh, since August. Yeah, so. And you know, in, in the U.S. you've got Thanksgiving bisecting this. Yes. And then in Canada we've got Remembrance Day. I, dear listener, am running a conference on memory and remembrance next July. So. So, once the call for papers is up, you can apply to that conference, and then you can come to it. You will hear, undoubtedly, some of my spicy takes about Canadian Remembrance Day. So, see there, (laughs) remember to bring a red rose so that we know. You know how I made this joke earlier? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But we determined it should be yellow. Just come dress up, dress as a train <laughs> to the to, to the this conference. Yes. In July. Yes. In Bronx. Then we'll know that you've been listening. Even though we'll know that you're loyal to us. You'll get a free month of Patreon. Right. You'll get all our Patreon perks for free that if month. If you do, if you do this. Now someone's gonna do it, and we're gonna someone's have to give do it. Whew. So you're going to be out thousands of euros trying to make all these things happen. <laughs> Are any of our Patreon ideas that expensive? They're only expensive for the for the the consumer. Right. We're, we are going to have to rent space for the 10-day thesis course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we're going to have to... If, if no one signed up, we're going to have to, like, get, get some people, some, like, people. We're going to have to force some people to take... <laughs> we just... He was like trapped in a room. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he listens. To I hope that he doesn't doesn't listen to the podcast. To be honest. It's <laughs> a bit awkward. I'm gonna bleep his name out. Yeah. Good thinking, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then he was so enthused when I saw him today. He was like going uh, absolutely off with me about his 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 semester. It was really nice. Oh, I was touched because I was like, we're obsessed with you, but I didn't know that you liked us too. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Invite him for a coffee sometime and yeah. then bring me along. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna oh, Lorraine, happy to see you here. Nice to meet you in an out-of-way place like this. It's Cornfeld. Yeah. I'm, def- I'm going to go through that whole part where we were talking and bleep his name out every yes. time. Yeah, that's fun. That's good. That's a good one. We can, we can have like an, an engagement thing where we're like Guess who we were talking about? <laughs> if if you have a guess of whose name has been bleeped out for the last several minutes, leave it in the comments and rate us with the highest rating available on the podcast, podcast platform your of your choice. choice. Is that for our Patreon? Um, so I haven't really said to you what I've been, what's happened to me over the last the new semester. Yes, Lily, one hour in, now fill us in on... on what I've been up to. So, this semester has also been changed for me, as you know. If you listen to any of other podcasts, I changed degree programs, and now I'm in the John F. Kennedy Institute. And I'm really happy with the choice. I'm really enjoying... Um, the way it works is that you you it's a multidisciplinary institute. It's like an institute within the uh, university, FU. Um, so it functions a little bit differently, and then there's there's I think five departments, and um, 
one of them, let's see, what are they? Politics, economics, sociology, literature, cultural studies, and I think that's it. But um, I've chosen my two, um, my major, my concentration is going to be in sociology, which is what I actually studied. The, the real anomaly for me was English studies, and now I'm back to my roots, and I'm really happy. I'm taking um, many, many classes, many, really more classes than I've taken previously, and that's been, that's been the, how do I say, it's more, I feel the, the program, my assessment is that it's generally a bit more rigorous and a bit more um, demanding, um, depending on what you're looking for in a program. And I feel demanded. I'm feeling, I'm feeling it, but I also feel that um, I've come into it, um, I've hit the ground running, we'll mm-hmm. say. And so, yeah. That's pretty much. That's pretty much it. That's, I'm really happy to hear this. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm overjoyed. And it it also sounds to me like you have things have shaken out in such a way that you've got lots on your plate, but not so much that you are running yourself into the ground. Precisely. I'm. I, I think because I, I'm really enjoying what I'm studying, it's coming from a different place than like. And we've talked about this before, but I think the the. The fact that I had this last year of, of kind of learning about being in grad school and like all the things that we've talked about in this podcast combined with the fact that I feel my interests are very well aligned. And now that I actually, I, I feel I've come to this program with a very kind of interesting academic background and also like um, background of experiences from traveling and living abroad in different places and, and working um, as a writer before I went back to school, but I think having this year from the English Studies Department, as well as having studied international development, as well as having studied sociology, like all these three things come together to create like a, um, it's a, it's an interesting place to come to, and I think I'm I'm learning and actually challenging a lot of my kind of underlying and perhaps at times a bit simplistic views of of many things. Um, I'm realizing, so yeah, so it's cool, it's exciting, and yes, I I definitely feel. Challenge more challenged than I've been, but still, like it's within the range of like happily busy. If that That's makes sense. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So it's I'm, cha- I'm more challenged than I was definitely first semester, and even last semester. Which, if you remember, I was pretty content with my my the arrangement of my life in terms of what I had on my plate. But now it's like more intense, but still because of the tools that I think that I've gathered and my relationship that I've developed with work, I'm feeling happy. And, and stimulated, and not always, and often not in agreement, and often quite critical of things that I'm learning right now, which is also a good a good thing. That's a really good place to be in. So I can tell that I'm changing in my outlook and expanding in my outlook from my studies, which is really probably what you what you want at the bottom of everything. Absolutely, hundred percent. So wonderful. Yeah. So it's it's good looks for now. <laughs> I think this is also something I want to continue to check back in yes. with on the podcast is sort of the level of busyness, engagement, energy yes. that, for both of us, because I'm, I'm feeling kind of the same way in that I have a lot of things that I'm really excited about, but also I feel like I'm kind of right at the limit yes. 
right at the limit of what I can do before it starts backsliding. And yes, I, I really that resonates with me a lot too because right now um, there's one other class that is a blog seminar that I haven't started yet. Um, my plan is too. It's it, it's a class that would be would require a paper, and I'm also not actually sure how it would factor into my um, my like if I what I would get credit for it for. So I'm trying to take it. I think as a participation credit, but maybe even just to audit because I'm really interested in the subject. Um, did I say what it is yet? No, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, it's dictatorships in Latin America. Um, as you may know, I'm I'm very passionate about um, um, Latin American studies, particularly also I think I'm starting to identify it like cultural studies just as much as like sociological studies. So yeah, that's that's my that's my other kind of revelation that I've um, had recently. But I'm I'm really interested in um, studying the Latin American context. And um, so I, I really would love to take this class, and um, we'll see, though. But it, it'll be, I'm not sure. It's this thing where I'm like, I feel like I, my time is very kind of structured right now. Like, if I want to get everything done that I need to get done, I really do have to focus, and I I don't have so much free time. And I'm kind of okay with that right now because I like what I'm doing, and I, I've, I'm enjoying the challenge of trying to balance my schedule in a way that's, like, wholesome and and and. and rigorous but still like I'm still taking care of myself and and like you know what I'm saying and so if I add one more thing I'm not sure yet however it could also be that I found my ability to get all my tasks done this week as opposed to maybe when the semester first started it's all already improved because I think that you do kind of flex the muscles back into um you know get, being efficient knowing I had to read the, yesterday night or two nights ago a hundred pages on um, anarchist theory, for example. So you know, like learning the strategies of how to engage with different work and to be like, I have this much time to do this thing, and I ha- I got to do it. That's how and long it's going to take. That's how long it's going to take. Um, and then, so I think that getting that back into motion means that I'm able to get what I need to get done. So it could be possible. Mm-hmm. It could be possible I could take another class, but it's also like. So when you we'll say see. a block seminar, is this one that's happening just like over one weekend? Or? Two weekends. Okay, okay. So it's Friday, it's the last Friday and Saturday of this month, and then the last Friday and Saturday of, Ju- of January. Okay. So. so this is, the other thing is, as you may know from my um, past exploits, I think that like stretching beyond your technical capacity like once yeah. is is actually totally doable. Okay. It's just when you try to sort of stretch infinitely for like a prolonged period That's of time. That's true. If I just started another class this semester that I had every week or something. Mm-hmm, exactly. I think there's a, a pretty marked difference between like... That's a good point. And, and I was thinking from in this case with this class, um, if I take it for participation credit, like the bar is a, lo- a bit lower if I'm not maybe like so deeply prepared, but like I really want to be there because I'm interested in the topic and yeah. like... That, I think that that's also okay. If I'm, like, giving myself that kind of permission to know. Because this, this is another... Well, I'm going to get to this in a second. But Lorraine and I have talked about something else that I want to share. But, um, but yeah, because if I have the first one and they feel it out, and then I'll have the winter break, and then if I need to do a bit of extra work for the class, I can, like, I'll have some days to play with during late December, January. Um, but one other point I wanted to bring up in terms of... Because we talk a lot about, as we are saying, about... Like, um, yeah, managing busyness, trying to challenge yourself, but not to burn out, all this kind of thing. And I think an aspect that I've come to in terms of not getting discouraged or 
losing joy in the process of what you're doing? Because I think that that's actually a really central aspect of preventing burnout is that you're enjoying what you're doing. And then that's like, that's, a, that's a, one of the best mo- like motivators. That's like the easiest, like renewable energy is that you, mm-hmm. you genuinely just like want to engage and you, you want to expose yourself to whatever it is that you're doing or achieve whatever it is that you're doing. But I think it can get really, it's really easy to fall into the trap of perfectionism. And then if you fall short of it, then you, you, you become lost in the, 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 um, what is the word I want to use? Like the, the impossible path of reaching perfection. And then you, it becomes about that. And then you find that you're losing your, um, you lose your passion and what you're doing and you lose and it, it becomes this, it can become a really destructive way of approaching anything, but I think it happens a lot in academia. Um, cause I think that especially the longer you get the less, you know, you're not getting like grades that tell you how you're doing it. There's no like short term kind of little bumps of, of approval or of a reassurance of how you're doing it. And it's more about the long game mm-hmm. and it can get really easy to get lost in that. And so I think it's important to, um, try to move away from that. Like, Lauren and I were specifically talking about how um, I have a lot of work to do and I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to read every single thing that I read every week or at least read maybe, you know, when I have to read 100 pages of anarchist theory and, and, and I, like, if that's what I'm up against, like, I might not be able to read things in such depth. And, and there might be times even where I, I just don't get to a, a reading or, or where I don't finish a reading or, you know, and I'm, I've decided, dear listener, that it's really essential to just make peace with that. And the key is just that instead of falling into a cycle of like spiraling over, you know, like you're frustrated and you're down on yourself. I just to be like, I might not do every week. I'm going to keep trying and I'm going to keep trying to achieve these goals of my schedule and my, you know, reaching, making sure I'm doing as much as I can. And I'm going to keep doing that instead of kind of like giving up and, and, and getting discouraged, even if it's not perfect. And I think that that's like a really big shift in how I've, felt at times even going back to our first episodes where I was feeling like down or strained or this idea that I had of like I'm such a perfectionist like because I think you still get so much out of the whole process if if you fall short sometimes but you keep going I think that's very important absolutely we had a really good conversation about this um a few weeks ago I felt yes but I'm also thinking of one we had over text um Mm. when I had just finished a term paper about perfectionism because I was I was feeling some perfectionist mm. bugs which is not so much like me as it is like you yes but you know I have you have your moments I, I have a surprising perfectionist tendency I think many people are surprised because I am so wacky um but I, I would almost be I would be more surprised if you didn't <laughs> thank you but you know me I know you're not it's true um you're you are a Capricorn I am a Capricorn the other thing that I had in my note in the content calendar about the holiday episode is that we need lots of Capricorn memes. Yes. Um, but that's unrelated. What, mm-hmm. I, what you said to me in that interaction and that I've tried to keep in my head more is that we are still actually students. Yeah. We're, we're still learning. And the right. learning, yes, this, this is a process about growing and trying things and learning and failing. Yes. And not always doing our best because sometimes we're doing something else. Yes. And this is this is a space in which it's still completely okay for that to happen. You're completely right. And it's, it's empowering to recognize that. Because that's how I've felt since I've recognized, like, 
you know what, like I'm saying this right now, I'm like setting a boundary that there's going to be some times in the semester where I might not finish my work, but I might say like, I need to see my friends or like, I need to go do yoga or I just need to take a night off. And maybe I didn't finish my reading, but like, I need, I, I need to like, just, I don't know, do whatever it is. And it is truly and not the end of the world. No, 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 no. And in fact, I think it's healthier and like more conducive to a long-term approach of staying engaged and doing well than to be a robot or exactly expect that that you especially I think we were talking in, in conjunction also with like kind of mentorship from professors and that they're, they're, I think that these these relationships that this is also something that we could talk about at some point but yes I think that these relationships can be like they can be like intense it's almost like um being starstruck or something you know and you really want to impress um whatever the professor is I find I find so many people I know including myself will like really tweak themselves out over writing an email to their professor and like blah 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 and like seeing them and and, like going to their office hours having to submit things to them whatever whatever it is and and I think that those things can definitely be a source of feeling like exposed or Mm -hmm. feeling because you because we are we're students and like sometimes we're not perfect and we're here learning and that can feel vulnerable at times yeah. Because especially when you have such high expectations of yourself. Absolutely. And you're, you're facing up against a person who is successful at the thing that you want to do and also can see right through, you know, <laughs> that can be very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're absolutely right. Like when you give yourself the permission that you, you're a student, like, of course, you're, you, you're learning and you're trying things like that's exactly. comes with the territory. And I think that being willing to learn and try and having having energy about trying yes is more important than being perfect yes very absolutely a thousand percent like in any in any endeavor and yeah and and be able to have and for me it's also like I think sometimes it can feel like my tasks and my, my work is like controlling me mm-hmm. and not like I am in control of it and it's all it's everything's in power <laughs> but um no, but I think for me, being able to, like, take a stand and say, like, I, I come first in, in my life. Like, if, if this is become, coming to a point where I need a break, like, this schoolwork doesn't, like, control me or, like, this. I think because I do, I think it's really easy to become a slave of, like, perfectionism, of performance, of, of like, needing to constantly be, you know, doing whatever it is that you're doing, at the, like, perfectly. And mm-hmm. I think to be able to step back and say... In fact, I think that it's, for me, been very counterintuitive, but actually it's been, like, the magic uh, ingredient for my, like, academic success is actually stepping back and, like, consciously being, like, I'm not going to take this too seriously. Like, I'm not going to get emotionally invested in this thing. It's the thing that I'm doing, and it's a game for me, mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not going to, like, identif- make my identity this. I love that. I'm all about the game. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a much healthier approach. Because it can feel, the stakes can feel really high. I know like, when I was in my undergrad, I was like, I have to have a perfect GPA because that I, I want to go to grad school and I have to. And if, if I get one bad grade, it's going to ruin everything. And I was constantly living on this, like, this precipice and it, w- it would be very intense. And then, yeah, then I, 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 I had some experiences that snapped me out of that. And I actually then did markedly better. It was like the thing that set me above what I was doing before was to not just decide I'm not gonna let this dominate me <laughs> right you know it was a safe word yeah yeah you have to have a safe word yes with yourself with yourself <laughs> more words of wisdom 
I, you know, I think we can learn so much from the BDSM community. I think that that's actually really true. I'm learning that. Just in a in a in a, in a conceptual sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna edit out all this part. Of course, that and we're going to jump. We're gonna jump right back into talking about something serious and academic. I would like to say something about this issue of these boundaries <laughs> as well, um, because you may know that I've I've always been a huge proponent of like do all the things and like kind of you you take that joy in it. You find the energy. Yeah. I'm. And I still stand by that quite a bit, but I have had the experience now twice in the past four weeks of, of I just, I did too much in a week. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And it was really... That's interesting because I, I think of you doing too much was like when you were working 40 hours a week. Yeah. It's funny. So like, yeah. So like, what was the, yeah, explain what that experience was like or like, what was the thing that put you too far over? Well, it was... You know, I think part of it is I was doing too much late at night. Mm. This is, I think this is a thing for me. I fully get that. But what it was, was both, so I have two different kind of week schedules. There's like a heavy week and then a light week and they alternate. Okay. Um, And the heavy weeks are the ones where I have a thesis colloquium and also uh, the porn studies class. Is it only two, every two weeks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, I honestly, I'm like looking for you in the halls. Oh. Yeah, it's three hours every <laughs> two Your weeks. faithful dog looking for Lorraine for the porn class. It's a quirky. <laughs> <being> like, <laughs> right? Oh. I'm looking for your security guard. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only every two okay. weeks. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Just so you know. Um, and both of the weeks where I had those heavy things, the first week, I had, like, a total emotional breakdown partway through the week. I was in, like, such a bad emotional state. I was just, like, exhausted. I was, like, crying over nothing. Really, I... Yeah, I remember this, actually. This was a rough... Yeah. And then, you know, the second week, I was like, okay, I know that what happened was that I was exhausted. I need to pace myself. I'm okay. Second week was fine. That was one of the light weeks. Third week came around... And that was one of these heavy weeks, and I was like, aha, I know I need to pace myself. I need to really not compromise on my sleep. I need to yeah, do this Yeah, that's and this actually and that. so essential, honestly. It's truly. Sleep. Um, and I got to the end, and I got sick. Oh, uh, which, which is so, it's unusual for me. I have a really strong immune system. I don't get sick often. And it was like, I was like, my body was just like, this is, yeah, this is your right body, at the limit. Yeah, your body was like, no. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was all... All of the things I was doing, except maybe, like, my office job, yeah. are things I take great joy in. Yeah. Um, but there was just something about the combination of how many hours I was active with how many hours of downtime. Yeah. This something. is really so it's so interesting. Like, maybe also I wonder if this plays into it, because I don't know how this plays into it, but I feel like you were really, like, maybe it doesn't, though. I was just thinking, when you had this, like, thing where you were going to work 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I felt like you had, like, a lo- the time to really, like, mentally prepare. I'm not sure, because it sounds like you did have a bit of this this time, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, you knew what you were getting yourself into. You knew that you were taking this on, and you knew that, like, you had mapped it out. I think also being able to carve out your schedule to see how it work will work. Yeah. For me, I find a lot of comfort in that. That's, yes. like, my rock. Like, I, me having, like, my schedule, it, like, helps me so much to find, like, pe- even if I'm very challenged I'm like calm because it's like okay but I have this time to do this and as long as I have the time to do this later and I have you know what I mean and so I wonder if any of these things played into it because because yeah. it is interesting to me like why this was the, the time that you've hit a wall when we know that you have 
the capacity to birth an entire paper in a night. So yeah, you know what I mean. So it's maybe it tells us that it's not purely the work. Yeah, there's there's other factors that can play into your capacity, and that's also and it's also okay. And that's I want to make that point clear too. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's okay that sometimes you're maybe not up. You're not any like less because there's some times where you're more tired. I don't know. Absolutely. I I think this has just been like fascinating to observe myself in this. And I think I think also one of the things is I think I spend a lot of time at work, like in the office, not doing very much. Mm. And I find that so draining. Yes. It's super, super frustrating Mm -hmm. when you know that you like have things that you could be doing right now, but you can't yeah. Exactly. And there there have been times when I've been like I'm just going to do some schoolwork, and I find it really hard to focus. Mm -hmm. Like, my brain is in the wrong place. Yeah, I actually understand that, too. Mm -hmm. um, And I I actually oftentimes, like, appreciate having – I find, like, having, like, other things. Like, I I appreciate that I have, like – that I work in another place that's, like, completely unschool-related, and I have, like, a group of friends from there. And, like, um, I I, I find that it's, like, very refreshing for me and, like, helpful for me to, like – again, for me to, like, keep school – keep perspective on school, for example, but, um, man, I had a, I was going somewhere with this, and now I don't know where it was, um, shoot, what were we saying? Uh, not you having saying, anything to do, right, work, right, right, not right. being, not being able to then use that time, as you would like, oh, yeah, but I, I think, I think it was just that, like, in certain time, like, spaces and, and, and environments, though, then the result is that, like, I'm, kind of checked out from that so it can be really hard to try to like yeah mix mix the two when you're not accustomed to doing that like environment matters I know I'm super sensitive to my I'm so Pavlovian I'm literally (laughs) that's literally what I was also imagining (laughs) like this is why I work so well at cafes because I've really trained myself that this is like Like the workspace yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and why in fact the the desk that I have like at my apartment now is the first desk that I've ever felt like I'm good at working at yes. because I've done like very specific things to make That's that. That's so work interesting. Space. How did you do that? Um, well, for one thing, I don't use it for anything else. Okay. Uh, and I also it's like a big space that's completely clear mm, and okay, I've like help. yeah I've like yeah. made it so that like when I'm sitting at this table, there's not other stuff around. I don't, like, eat here. Yeah. Um, and I've also had practice of, like, sitting here and doing blocks of work. I think that there is much to say about, like, having practice. Because I think something that I, I, I sort of alluded to it earlier when I was saying that, like, this semester and this year, I feel, like, much more um, just, like, I'm able to take on more and I'm much more focused mm-hmm. and, like, much more driven and, like, not distracted. And for various things that have to do with things outside of pure school but one of the things is that yes I I think um I've had the training again and the practice again that I can I can sit down and read 100 pages Mm -hmm. in an evening if I need to and like not let myself man it's just it's night and day I I, I quit social media dear listener and I think that that even alone has like really changed my my brain like Mm -hmm. because I I'm like much more able to and I don't feel like I'm struggling against myself. I'm much more able to. I mean, of course, sometimes I get distracted by like making jokes with you on WhatsApp. But for the most part, I can that's even not turn off WhatsApp. Yeah, that's just part of the process. Honestly, that's, that's work for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The most important, the two woman show. <laughs> that's what everything comes down to. But um, 
Yeah, and and that um, yeah, the, you, there is there is a level is what I'm trying to say. I think again, it's something that I think we're both trying to do in this podcast is to demystify some of like the kind of basic breakdown of, of doing work and accomplishing certain things that don't really get expressed or articulated. And I think I think that it's possible that there are many factors that you can play with, and that it's possible to sort of like train yourself and to manipulate your environment and to develop processes that will actually allow you to like greatly enhance how much you're able to do. Absolutely. And then even what you're saying now, I think also shows that like there are fact there are factors at play that are beyond just like pure will or pure you know pure other intelligence. Things. That's yes. like not even that's, the same. Yeah, <laughs> that's we threw that one off the table. Ago. I don't. <laughs> that's way down the list. <laughs> yeah, and um, and it's good to take stock, even even when, as you say, it's cool that you were able to kind of observe mm-hmm. and not get too like caught up in the you know, and, and in the fact that it happened. Yeah. You know, I think that that's really essential as well. So as we continue through the semester, I want to continue for both of us to check in about yes. how we're implementing those kind of skills and also boundaries. Yes, yes. It's always, it's all about boundaries. It's, everything. Yes. Really everything. Um, yes, I agree with that. And shall we finish up with our What Have You Been Reading segment? Do you yeah. Know, is that... Yes, Sarah, with you. I've been reading Midnight's Children by Salman Rushdie. I just finished mm-hmm. it the other day. I'm very pleased that I got through the whole thing. It is quite a long book. No, um, and I, I enjoyed it overall. I have not read any Salman Rushdie before. I feel like I should probably read the Satanic Verses. It sounds like it's... It sounds up your alley. <laughs> the, the, kind of, the kind of book where the author gets, like, a death warrant. That's my that's kind of book. That's your vibe. It is. It's, that really is. It's on brand. Okay. Yeah, it is on brand. Just um, casually reading that in the train? Yes. Caffeinated? So caffeinated. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked Midnight's Children, and I wrote a response paper for the Booker Prize class that was all about noses. Of course. What else? Nothing else. If, if, you're, if your article about Midnight's Children Is doesn't that- talk <laughs> about the main character's huge, dripping, cucumber-like nose, I don't even know what why you, you wrote that article. Like, what, how do you not write a paper about that, you know? Seriously. I mean, I'm not here to kink shame, but But if your kink is writing papers that aren't about noses, then then I just don't understand. You're cancelled. You know. Cult podcast has cancelled you. Yes. (laughs) You do you, but I don't understand. We don't need to hear about it. Right. On this podcast. What have you been reading? Um, So I've been reading a lot for school. I've been reading various things. I recently finished um, Circe, which is a very good... Um, do you know about this? I've seen this all over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Ever since I, I started reading it, I've been hearing more and more about it. I'm in a book club, and I didn't, ha- I didn't have a chance to go to this book club meeting, but I read the book for the book club. And um, it's this... It's a woman who studied... The author studied classics, and then she basically took... I don't think it's that obscure, but it's definitely not, like, one of the central. It's not, like, the Odyssey, but... Um, she took a story of um, a character from Greek mythology, and then she um, wrote a novel a bit about it. She also did one that's like about Achilles. I think it's Song of Achilles. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what her name is. Um, we'll put it. In the yeah, we'll put it also in the description. <laughs> Hopefully, you remember to put these things in the description. I'm gonna make notes when I'm editing. Perfect. Perfect. Um, 
and it, it was very good. And I think it's not for everybody. The, the language is a bit flowery, but I really enjoyed it. And it's, it's like taking a story, I think, about um, a, a character, a woman in, in, in the Greek mythology that is very, like, kind of disempowered and stuff. And then it's, like, really changing the narrative of her story while sticking with the, this, the original arc. And there's just a lot to say I'm really interested in. And I took a class. My first class ever in my undergrad was about um, Greek mythology and the psyche. And the way that, like, obviously these things were created by people, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what that says about their view of divinity, what what that says about archetypes, what that says about um, narrative. Like, there's so many things there that are really, really fascinating to consider from that kind of angle of, of literature or cultural studies. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm reading various books right now for my um, my American Anarchy class and also my um, Frontera Fictions class. Um, which is that means borders in Spanish and um, yeah and but the one I'm really excited and really interested in right now is um it's called 2666 by um, Roberto Bolaño and it's really it's really funny it's 900 pages long but um, it's like it's a very entertaining book um, hopefully I, we'll find out hopefully I finish it in time I'm still not really sure what it has anything to do with the class but that's the best kind That's, of book. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about 150 pages in, and it's okay, nothing so there's still a way to go. But it's very, it's very enjoyable. It's very funny. Um, it's actually about right now. I, again, I don't know what this has, well, how this will connect, but it's about um, four friends who are really, um, they're academics and they're really obsessed with like this one fictional um, German writer. Oh my god! It's so funny. It's so funny, and like <laughs> there's like a love triangle between them, and then and then they all like one of them lives. Wait, they, wait. Are they named? Lorraine, Lily, Chris, and Barish. Yeah, essentially, and sometimes. And sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's why I, I think that that's why I um, I really enjoy it because it's 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 very like funny how it sort of like quips about academia and like the the the, the processes of going to conferences and of being it's it's so good. Wait, wait. I, I'm so entertained by it. It's called two six six six. Yeah. Like six 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 plus two in front. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah, and, and I and I read a book. I don't know if you remember this last semester. Um, another book by him called The Savage Detectives, which I didn't like and I didn't finish, and I was worried when I saw that there was going to be a nine hundred page book by this guy that I didn't really enjoy. Remember for this class, I was listening to this book on tape, and then I, yeah, I couldn't even finish it because I really didn't like it. Um, and this this other book is really good. It's super funny. Um, if it wasn't nine hundred pages, I would be like, you should totally read it. But if you want to, once I'm done, you can. I would love to because it's it's I'm I'm, I'm really enjoying. It. I'm like laughing during it, which takes a lot to like laugh from reading a novel yeah. out loud. LOL, and I am doing that. So oh, fantastic! Yeah, it's super funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like all the characters are just like super goofy, and like the the, the German author is also like really goofy character. Like, oh my god! Yeah, it's it's great. It it's sounds- so funny. It's this sounds perfect. like the dream book. Yeah, 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 yeah. This sounds like our future biography. Yeah, yeah, it's just what it feels like. It's just, like, super goofy. Like, one of the characters just, like, disappeared for five days and then no one could find him. Two of them are, in a, are sleeping with another one. It's just all over the place. I don't know. <laughs> perfect. Classic, yeah, classic. So, highly recommend. I mean, if you if you can spare the time to read a 900-page novel, make it this one, is what I would say. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. We're off to a good start here. We're off to a wonderful start. There's some shaky parts in the middle, but... Shaky parts in the middle, but, you know, that comes with the territory. I'm going to edit it. That's fine. <laughs> you need to edit this part. They don't even need to know that we I thought know. this about our own podcast. Yeah. 
It's going to be like a five-minute podcast. Yeah. But it's going to be a golden five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, I would like to share, dear listeners, dear listener, and possibly listeners, um, that we... Big news. There's big news. I'm going to put theme music here. Yes. It's going to be Ride of the Valkyries or the Chattanooga <laughs> Choo Choo. Yes. Um, we don't have a Patreon yet, but you can now donate actual money to us. Yes! In order... We would love that. We would love that so much. In order that we can keep producing this kind of high-quality content... That you've been enjoying. That you've been enjoying, we assume. Uh, you can go to ko-fi.com slash coat podcast and give us small quantities of money such that we can remain caffeinated it's the site is literally called like buy us a coffee yeah it's the perfect site for us yeah that would be excellent if you if you want to if you want to throw us like one euro or like three euros as a one-time Payment, we'll love you, we'll like shout you out in the park. Yeah, we will shout you out. We will shout. We will shout outside <laughs> at about you. you. <laughs> about you and or at you. Happily. Um, that would be really lovely. You can also follow our, unless you are Lily and taking a break from social media, you can follow our Instagram at Coat Podcast. I manage it, which means that it is fantastic. Of course. I, I sent Lily some content that's going to end up on... Relatable and, yeah. <laughs> Relatable content. Wyndham Lewis-themed content. Yeah, which is, you know, we might we might be past the modern modernist class now, but it doesn't mean that Wyndham Lewis is... Wyndham is forever. He's forever. He just keeps on giving. He keeps on appearing, is what he, is what he does. <laughs> and you'll, if you, if you head to our Instagram page, you'll know what we mean. Yes. I was sitting. I was sitting at the tram on the way over, just, just completely like losing it. Off your seat, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's undeniable. It's uncanny. It's so uncanny. I think that it's whoever, slightly disturbing. To be honest, I was a little disturbed. They even have. They're like yeah. doing the same yeah, eyebrows. Yeah. So head to our Instagram. head to our Instagram to find out. Coat podcast. And I think that that's uh, that's. Pretty much, pretty much it. I think that does indeed conclude the season pilot of season three of Coat Coat Podcast. Yes. Uh, We hope that you will enjoy following us through the next semester. We will potentially have more frequent episodes because now we have a content calendar. We have a content calendar. But also maybe we won't. Who knows? We're wild cards. We are wild cards. You'll, You'll have to tune in to find out. Yes. And... Uh, in the meantime, we wish you only the best. Stay caffeinated. Yes. Yeah, Do not stay on the train. Don't stay on a train. Get 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 off the train at it's your not, at yeah. your desired destination. destination.